Hi, this is Shannon Waller, and welcome to this episode of the Team Success Podcast. Today, what we're going to talk about is the benefits of a positive company culture. Now, here's why I want to talk about it, is that I just had the opportunity to go and do a backstage tour of Disney World. Now, if you've never had the chance to go to Disney World or do the backstage tour, please make sure you do. It is fascinating. Seeing the consciousness with which Disney arranges the experience for every single one of their guests is magical, and it's amazing. But I want to talk about a particular aspect of it that really struck me, and that is just how positive it is. Now, positivity for me used to be, before I thought about it more and learned about it more, used to be sort of a nice-to-have It was sort of a nice fluffy thing. It wasn't strategic. It wasn't essential. But let me share with you how my thinking has shifted on that. And I hopefully will positively impact yours as well. There's something about being in a positive environment that has a really interesting impact on the people in that environment. And I wanted you to relate this specifically to your company culture. Now, one of the things about being an entrepreneurial company and being results-driven and being focused on growth is that there's a lot of drivers. There's a lot of driving energy behind it. You're always focused on how you can make the next area of progress. And that can sometimes, in our drive for results, we can forget to stop and celebrate. Now, if you need to see a company who celebrates things, go to Disney. (laughs) One of the things we did was about 11 o'clock in the morning, it was a morning tour, and the Celebrate Parade came around the corner. And every single person on that float, everyone's in some form of a costume, some look like humans, some look like Mickey Mouse, was genuinely celebrating. They were so happy that we were there. They were happy that you were enjoying yourself. They were so thrilled about creating the magic for you. And they wanted you to have that feeling too. It was impossible Not to start wanting to dance, not to want to sing along, to at the very minimum smile and take pictures. It was so incredibly engaging. It just made it fun to be there. And I was there for a business reason. I love that. I mean, how does that happen? That really is, by the way, the magic of Disney. It was kind of amazing. And one of the values that Disney has is to stop and celebrate. And that's also one of the things that we do at Strategic Coach that for me has, I think, You know, I grew up as a very serious kid, a serious person, and one of the things I appreciate most about this culture is how celebratory it is, how we are always focused on progress, how we are always doing a positive focus, which is what we call our focus on progress. We are always reflecting on not how far we have yet to go, which is a ways, by the way, we have some pretty big goals, but we're always stopping to turn around and see where we started from. And that's kind of amazing. It keeps us out of what we call the gap. It keeps us focused on progress, and it keeps us pretty happy. Now, I had a great conversation with our team preparing for this podcast about why is it important for you that you are working in a positive environment? And there's some really interesting comments that came up that I wanted to share with you. What one person said, a really close colleague of mine, is he said, you know, we spend 40 hours here. (laughs) How we are at work affects who I am as a person. You know, it affects my home life. It affects my sense of myself. So the 40 hours that people are spending at work actually has a huge impact on the rest of their life, too. Another really close colleague said, no one really wants to go to work and fight all day. Who wants to do that? You don't want to be in a battle. You don't want to have to play defense. You want to be playing offense. You really want to protect yourself. Another colleague, Paul, with whom I'm working on the podcast, actually, he said, you know, this really is our work family. We have our family at home and we have our family at work. 
And the more you can have a positive relationship with family, I think we would all agree, that's a good thing. (laughs) And the ability to be productive, the ability to have fun, to be playful, to keep it light, I think is quite profound. One of the things I learned from one of our coaches, Therese Eastler, she had a great expression when I was going through her coaching program, and she said, what you want to be is lighthearted and serious-minded. And I absolutely love that expression. And they said that of me, and I was like, yay. You know, I'm thrilled that I met that criteria. And it's something I really appreciate about other people. I want serious-mindedness. I want people who are not light and fluffy. I want people who are engaged in results. And I want them to come at it with a light heart. That makes it fun. That makes it playful. And that makes it creative. One of the things that I'm extraordinarily aware of is that in our information world, in our networked economy, creativity is the deal. That's what we really need to nourish, we need to protect, we need to create the environment for it to grow. And it's tough to do that in an environment that is dictatorial, that it does not feel safe, that is fear-based, and that's negative. And it's interesting to me how little negativity it takes to infect the system. One person putting a damper on ideas, taking credit for other people's work, being a wet blanket, all of a sudden can affect the whole team. And sometimes that's even us on a day-to-day basis. It's like, oops, I'm being a bit of a wet blanket here. Then you need to change your attitude. So the fact of being in a positive culture, I think, is really exciting. And I love to find companies like Disney who have mastered the ability to do that because it creates positivity in other people. I was rereading last night, actually, a book called Inside the Magic Kingdom. It's not a new book. It's an older one by Tom Connellan. And one of the things in his story about Disney says, you know, what happens is that even the guests pick up the attitude for all of the people who work at Disney, and they start helping out other guests. One of the things that Disney cast members always do is they try and create magic for your experience. So if that's making sure there's no trash, answering what time the 3 o'clock parade is, because you've just asked them what time is the 3 o'clock parade. (laughs) By the way, that is apparently the most frequently asked question at Disney, that and where are the washrooms, which I find fascinating. By the way, how they answer the question is it does start on time at 3, but you want to be there at early to make sure you get a good spot in line, which is really what they are asking. So looking for what's behind the question, not just saying, did that person just really ask me what time the parade was? That's key. They all help each other out. They all go the extra mile. And by the fact that that's demonstrated to each guest, the guests actually pick that up and start doing that with other guests. Everyone's just a little bit nicer at Disney. One of the things that's fascinating about Disney is I know people who are grown adults who make it really a yearly vacation to go to Disney. They have no children. I know families who go, obviously, with young kids and sometimes babies way before that the child could actually enjoy Disney. It's really for the parents. And then I know grandparents who retire there. But Disney has this great thing where they've actually created timeshares, basically, where you can go and be a part of Disney as much as you want. And people whose goal is to go and work there when they retire. What is the kind of culture that they have created that leads people to be lifelong fans, not just when you have 8- and 10-year-olds? What is it that creates that? It's a positive environment. One of the other companies that's really struck me, and I read about this from Tony Shea, he's a great guy. I've seen him speak and listened to him numerous times. But in his book, Delivering Happiness, he relates a really interesting experience about his first company versus Zappos. So Tony Shea is CEO of Zappos, if you're not familiar with him. So his first company he created was very successful, but he said he woke up one day and realized that he'd helped build a company he no longer wanted to go into work with. 
he didn't like the culture. He didn't like the people. He didn't like the attitude. He didn't like the value system. None of it reflected who he wanted to spend his time with. If he thought about spending 40 or more likely 60 or 80 hours, it was not in that environment. So he sold the company, used that as seed capital for basically a venture capital fund, and then Opportunity for Zappos came along, and he loved it so much that he actually became CEO, and that's part of the Zappos story. And I've been to Zappos, and I've done their, quote-unquote, backstage tour. And one of the things that's really clear is just how positive everyone is. Now, I have to say, they're also a little goofy. When I went there, it was tank top day. Everyone was in a tank top. Yes, I know they're based in Las Vegas, and it's warm there, but there was air conditioning. It's not normal work attire. They have Monkey Row. It literally has plastic vines on the ceiling, and that's where Tony Shea and the mayor and everyone else sits. They're a little wacky, but in a fun way. And everyone takes a part of the day. They've got a certain percentage of the work hours. I think it's 20% where they can decorate their space. There's time set aside for learning. There's time set aside for team meetings. It's not just all about being on the phone. And they have some of the very best customer service in the world, as does Disney. So some of the most successful companies have this value on positivity. And if this is not something that you have taken seriously, as I did not when I first learned about it, then I want to kind of encourage you to think about it. I also think it's really important from your client's perspective, because when they're calling in, who do they want to talk to? Do they want to talk to someone who's positive or negative? Uh, I can tell you the companies I call where someone clearly is having a bad day, <laughs> and I don't really want to talk to them. I'd rather phone back and get someone who's having a good day. We want to connect with that. You know, positivity is a little bit like the lubrication between human beings. It's like manners. It allows us to get along well with one another. And negativity is a compressor. It constrains people. It prevents them from growing. So if you want expansion and opportunity to be created, you want to create a positive culture. Now, I want to give you an action step because it's all great to think about it, but actually living it, walking the talk is far more important. So one of the things you can do at the beginning of every meeting, and I did this today in a team meeting, is you simply go around, takes about 25, 30 seconds a person. You say, okay, today, what are you excited about? What are you happy about? Tell me one area of progress. You know, I was coaching our team the other day, and we started the day exactly the same way. Then at the end of the meeting, you go around and you ask, okay, what did you get out of today's meeting? You're not asking for criticism. You're asking about what value did they get out of that meeting? And that is such a simple way to get people focused on the positive. I also highly recommend doing this with clients. Start a client meeting with what's positive in your life right now? What's really working for you? What are you excited about? What are you happy about? And then, yes, there may be some issues to work on. Fine. But how do you want to approach it? You want to approach it from someone who has a sense of confidence, who has a sense that things are good. Then we're much more creative with solving problems than if we start off in the negative zone. So just having it being a regular part of your conversation and making sure that you start and end things with a, what we call a positive focus, is profound. I do this with my daughter every night. Okay, and we say, okay, what really worked about today? It may not have been a great day overall, but you know what? She can always find something. I love it. And then I have to do the same, by the way. This is an equal partnership in our, in our nighttime ritual where I have to come up with something positive. So if you want to live in a positive culture, if you want to work in a positive culture, if you want to create that for your clients, I want to reinforce that, first of all, it's extraordinarily attractive. You will attract phenomenal clientele. 
You'll attract phenomenal team members. And frankly, your family culture, if you choose to do it there too, will also be a lot stronger as a result. Human beings are attracted to people who are smiling, who are happy, who clearly have something that they're excited about. So the more you can create this, not only with your clientele front stage, because most of us are clear about the ability to do that, but also do it with your team. Do it internally. Give them the benefit of that experience too, and you'll have a phenomenal customer service organization. You'll have a very productive organization and a very creative organization. So I hope today has inspired you to have a super positive culture and to have fun. And again, it's not that you're going to overlook challenges. It's just you're going to come at them with the right attitude. So I hope this has inspired you. And again, thank you very much for listening. And as always, here's to your team's success.